Yes, sir. Welcome to another episode of the True Blue Podcast. It's Trey Smith. And it's Tracy Hall. And you guys know this is what happens when you give fans the microphone. Welcome to the therapy you want and you need. The Dallas Cowboy Therapy you want and need. I'll tell you what, Tracy. I mean, the way things are getting started off now, I mean, I don't I don't even feel like I need that much therapy. It's more just therapy from my actual life. <laughs> no, guys, listen. We're, we're right now we've turned into the type of therapy to to, to 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 calm you down a little bit. Okay? We're all excited right now. You know, the Cowboys looks to be they're off to a good start. Yes. You know, it's kind of what we were hoping, what we had envisioned for this year to happen. Uh, so right now our therapy is mainly going to be tap the brakes. Don't buy your Super Bowl tickets yet, but start looking at the plane ride. I am, start looking I at the plane look, tickets. I am looking at plane tickets and hotels already out right. in uh, L.A. Sure. Speaking of L.A., they got a game tonight against Seattle. By the time most of our listeners are listening right now, that game's probably already been played. Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess that... Sean McVay pulled some tricks out of his sleeve. They got off to a really early, fast start, got up to a big lead, and then the Seahawks adjusted defensively. Russ Wilson led them to victory. And got, Pete Carroll chewed the gum so hard on the sidelines yeah. that he almost, you know, lost I'm excited the teeth. for this game tonight. Uh, I love it when the Thursday night game is a good game, and I, I think Seattle's going to be all over them tonight. Yes. Russell Wilson looked incredible last week Uh, I look for him to continue that I think the Rams are going to be deadly but with that team it's week to week and it looks like their defense which was their strength is struggling right now oh yeah for sure and that team's identity is their defense even though you got Matt Stafford and that explosive offense I think that team goes as their defense goes I think that's been the case. It was definitely the case last year I think that Stafford has really opened a lot of things up um It's just weird, man. The Rams are just one of those teams where you look at them and you see everything they've got and they're coaching. You're like, oh, okay, they're not going to lose a game. But then they kind of come out every now and then on a week and you're like, oh, they they lost to them. Oh, Yeah, and and, you know, listen, uh, that coach is a boy wonder, but what's he really done? And then before I love him, but what's he really done? Other than get shut down in a Super Bowl by Belichick. Exactly. He got to a Super Bowl. And he's not the first, but. (laughs) Yeah. So before we get into like we've also got some cowboys breaking news to talk yeah, about yeah but we're before gonna get into we this get news. to that i mean we're talking about the rams talking about the seahawks i mean let's let's kind of hit them with it's we're past week four yep i think it's we talked last week that we were going to start a true blue power rankings right that's right we're going to go top 10 so let's 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 go through and guys, listen, we uh, we looked at everything, how we're going to do our list. It's it's going to be fluid from week to week. We're not. Yes. We don't it's care. It's a power ranking. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a power week to week ranking. depending on it's, how you play. Yeah, it's week to week. And uh, this is going to be the first uh, weekly uh, installment of this. And Trey, why don't you go on and take it from 10 and uh, let's just work down the wire. Um, let me see the list. We put it on one. 
Okay, coming in at number 10, fresh off their first loss to the of the season to America's team. That's right. The Dallas Cowboys, our number 10 True Blue Podcast Power Ranked team is the Carolina Panthers. That's right. Hey, listen, the Carolina Panthers are good. Let's don't get it twisted. That was yeah. a good team that we beat. They're disciplined. They don't really beat themselves. I was pretty impressed by that team. Uh, number nine, uh, we're going to go ahead and go And when with, they get their best player back. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, so. that, he makes a big difference. Uh, at number nine, we got... The Baltimore Ravens. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Well, moving up to number eight is division rival of the Ravens, the Cleveland Browns. That's right. That Browns team is humming. I, I know my son is all about Baker Mayfield. I, I'm still not sold on know, him man. yet, man. I think if they had a quarterback there, they're they're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> but uh, uh, number seven, we got the uh, you know team we talked about earlier, the Los Angeles Rams. Don't quite know what to make of them from week to week, but we do have them in at number seven. Number seven, Rams. Number six, um, it's tough because this is a team, if you just look at their record, you'd probably think, oh, they don't deserve to be in the top ten just based on their record because there are teams that are not in our top ten that have a better record than this team. But you and I and everybody knows once I say who it is, like we know this team is going to figure it out and get it together and probably before too long be even further up this list. And that's none other than the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right. Listen, and and really, that's a vote for Mahomes. Uh, if you're a team yes. that has him on it, doesn't matter what team, you're going to be in the top 10 of the True Blue podcast power ranking. So uh, next at number five, uh, we got a team that, you know, to be honest with you, haven't l- looked good in two weeks, and that's the uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the mm. defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, they are the defending Super Bowl champions. They do have Thomas Brady. So, uh, obviously, uh, there's going to be uh, some lulls in the season. We know that, but that team's highly capable. And he was uh, He's without Gronk for a few weeks, too, yep, it sounds absolutely. Like. All right, number four, and I, I like this team. In fact, I thought we were going to lose. I picked in our True Blue prediction episode. I predict us, predicted us to lose to this team, even though we ended up beating them, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, I got to say, Trey, you've been on the Chargers for a while now. Even last year, you were talking about this young kid. Yeah. I didn't really pay him attention until the end of the year. and and um, I felt last year like they significantly underachieved. Right, yeah, of course. Personally. They had some issues, and I got to be honest with you, this year, I mean, to me, the team that scares me most in the whole NFL is that team. I think they're getting better each week, and I got to tell you something. I would not want to see them in the playoffs Mm-mm. if I'm an AFC team. Uh, that team is well coached. They're disciplined. They pay, play defense. They they can beat themselves sometimes, but uh, that kid is amazing, dude. And did you hear? Uh, so you know their coach, I believe, was the defensive coordinator for the Rams last yep. year. I can't remember his name. Staley, maybe. Let me see if I can look it up real quick. Did you happen to see that soundbite? of him on Twitter. I did not. Uh, from his news conference. Let me make sure get his... Yeah, Staley. Yeah. Brandon Staley. So he was talking about establishing the run. And he said a lot of people um, think that, oh, you have to establish the run so you to get your play-action pass game going. He was like, but I mean, we've seen plenty of times that you can get your play-action pass game going without ever establishing the run. He said the reason why you want to establish the run, why we want to establish the run, is because it forces teams to play physical. He said if you just pass all the time and you throw the ball, he goes, you can almost let a team off the hook 
where they don't even have to tackle. Because right. if it's an incomplete pass, he said, when you run the ball, you're forcing players to 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 play blocks. Right. You're forcing players to shed blocks, get off blocks. You're forcing players, uh, teams, to have to make a tackle to end the play. Whereas oh. if it's a pass play, and I just, I mean, they just run around. Yeah, there's, like there's just, no contact, and to me, that's yeah. how you wear teams down, it, it, making them contact with your players that that's how you wear a defense down i just thought it was very that's pretty deep insightful yeah i just thought yeah. it was very insightful he's like yeah everyone you know and, and and he said it very calmly but i thought man that that's pretty deep thinking that, i like that, that team they're they're they are good and will probably continue yeah, to get even that's better a scary team year. and i suspect they're going to climb up the true blue podcast power rankings probably week week. at number three of course, America's team, yours truly, the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, sir. I mean, they're doing what they need to do. They're looking good while doing it. And to be honest with you, they could very easily be 4-0 or yeah. even beating the Bucks, being 3-1, and had some things gone different in that uh, yeah. Chargers game. But uh, this Dallas Cowboys team, we've all heard the news this week. We know uh, what kind of team they got. And now, as I predicted on this show, their defense is a lot better. I was hoping it would be middle of the pack. But this has a defense, uh, the makings of a defense that could be top 10 uh, by the end of the year. And if that's the case and we don't sustain injuries on offense, Ooh. this team is going to make some noise in this year's playoffs. Oh, I thought, all right. I, I, I thought you were about to give us a. No, I'm holding okay. I'm not going right. to jinx us. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, we got the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, they came out, laid an egg week one. Aaron Rodgers over there on the sidelines looking like a beach bum i mean just he just wasn't in like, the, he wasn't there totally yet. dis disconnected but they've gotten it together they're looking like they're the same old packers they just had a another addition to their defense which we're about to talk yep. about yep not that he's gonna move the needle on anything but we do have some thoughts on, on yeah, how he absolutely. might be used out there but yeah i mean it's just hard to go against aaron Rodgers. yeah how he's playing and um it's unfortunate they're in the NFC, and that's a team that um, I predicted to go to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, but, yeah, I think just the Green Bay Packers, they're coached well. Uh, they have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, they've got good skill position players. They're starting to come around on defense. This is a team that's going to be dangerous down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number one, we got a team. Um, you know, listen, this is a team that I don't think anybody uh, expected to be number one in any power ranking this year, uh, but we did expect to be a good team, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. Trey, what do you think about the play of the kid from the local kid from yeah. right down the street from where Allen, we are right Texas. now? Yeah, former Allen, Allen Texas. Eagle. What do you think? What's your assessment of this uh, Arizona team? Are they for real? Well, uh... <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I felt like in the beginning of the year, I'm pretty sure I have them making the playoffs. They are the last standing undefeated team in the league. So that's why it's almost, you have to put them number one. Had they not just beat the Rams this past weekend and beat them comfortably, they're not the number one team. But I felt like by them beating the Rams comfortably on Sunday, it kind of forced our hand because they beat the Titans, they beat the Vikings, they beat the Jaguars. I mean, like, yeah. And guys, that Ram team had just throttled the defending Super Bowl champion. So we were all expecting the Rams to be number one in the power rankings if they beat the Cardinals. This was a Rams team that, that was coming in hot. And Arizona, I mean, they, they destroyed them. 
That's true. I'll say this. That's what gives that victory to me more more credit, I think. Yeah, I'm looking at their schedule now. We've got they've got the Niners, Browns, Texans at then the Packers, Niners, Panthers, Seahawks. Oh, wow. So really it's one, get two, nasty three, there. four, five. You know, six out of their next seven games, I think we're gonna really see and if I had to make a prediction, I'm going to say they work their way down our power rankings. Right. And they will not yeah. maintain the number yeah. one spot. Well, that's it. That's the uh, first edition of the True Blue Podcast uh, Top 10 Power Rankings. Yep. Trey, let's go to some Cowboys news and notes. What Man. do you got for us on the way of Man. that? Well, uh, we got Jalen Smith. Released Man, that him. was huge. He's uh, you texted me that night, like yeah. I, I was thinking, is Trey? Is Trey? I know you don't drink, but is he drinking? Because I was like, I was that was just floored me. Yeah, I mean he, and then he got picked up by the Packers. That's obviously who we were just alluding to, and it sounds like the Packers are so excited about him coming to town because it sounds like they're going to use him more in just like a straight line pass yeah. rusher yeah. off the edge type role, which I like Jalen. That's why I thought we drafted him and we never utilized him that way. I mean, I like Jalen and I think he's a phenomenal person based off what I've seen. I yep. feel like he's a great locker room guy. I mean, I do. And he's an effort guy too. He's an effort guy. Mm -hmm. I, I do feel like from a Cowboys perspective, it was probably yep. the right move to move on from him. I don't right. know if you remember, but partway into camp, Right. Like we back in July, it. it was either July, late July, early August, we had a part of our TNT top three, which remember that will be back when we're not either uh, that when we're when we're out of season. But that that episode we had who is your surprise cut? Right. And I said Jalen Smith. Absolutely, yeah. And obviously I was about a month and a half early right he obviously made the final 53 but here he is we moved on from him. so i say all that to say this i hope he does well in green bay yeah yeah we um, wish him the best jalen smith he bled blue he, he was a cowboy he loved being a cowboy yes. and i i believe everything about jalen smith was amazing i think unfortunately his brutal injury in college yeah that's the only problem with jalen smith i just think he never got that ability back which is why i thought bring him straight line yeah go side to side is not his game anymore it was right. in college it's not anymore the injuries to blame it's not jalen smith he worked his butt off the players liked him the fans loved him yeah but i really felt bad he was a scapegoat week to week and i think that the cowboys defense utilized him the wrong way based on his skill set. And I think and I hope the Green Bay Packers utilize him. Well, I hope he does uh, great there. Yeah, and you know what, though? I hope we don't have to see him in the playoffs. because I, I, I Not too. because I'm concerned about seeing him, right. but it's about the guy the that's Packers. on the, and you got know, the number 12 some, on his jersey. There's some confusion, too, because I was thinking if they cut Jalen Smith, that if another team picked him up, that we would only have to pay the deficient salary. But I, I read a report – uh, on ESPN that said we're not getting any credit now. Uh, and I don't know why. Nobody said why. Interesting. But, but, so that's really strange. Uh, but I do know this. If he got hurt this year, we were going to have to uh, guarantee a salary next year. So I think that's part of, uh, of it. So uh, there was also some uh, Collins news today. Lyle Collins. Um, yes, talk about that. Looks like he's, he's back at the star. Uh, and it turns out uh, I, he may be able to play this week against the Giants. I think uh, that's the rumblings that I'm hearing. Evidently, there's been a – Interesting. This is, this is starting to become 
a big you know drama filled uh soap opera mm. with the league offices and uh and Lyle Collins. Uh I don't know uh who's right, who's wrong. I know you can't trust the NFL and the way they do things. I know that Definitely they are arbitrary. I know that they uh are not consistent and it's probably one of the worst run front offices or you know league front offices. In, in all of sports, in my opinion. But, mm. uh, you know, listen, you can't miss drug tests. I don't condone that. Uh, you know, th- it's there for a reason. But at the same time, underneath the new CBA, supposedly, you're only allowed to find players now. You're not allowed to suspend them over missed drug tests. So, mm. anyway, long story short, that's something uh, Cowboys fans keep your eyes on. We may have him. If we don't, I'm not real worried about it uh, right now, the way, uh, the way that Steele's playing. But I do want him back. He's yeah. definitely an upgrade, and uh, and so there was also some injury news. Yeah, uh, well, you were, you were news. telling me about this yeah, with yeah, yeah. the Zeke stuff. So yeah, it, it turns out Zeke they, he popped up uh, on the uh, injury report yesterday. He did not practice yesterday. I know he was limited today in practice. Um, I I guess it's a game that is a time decision. I don't know if you just hold him out because. Looks like Zeke could be the meat of the season, so I don't know if you just run Pollard out there in that. Who's that backup we got? Uh, that that kid on the practice squad. The one with the dreads. always running the, in yeah. the preseason that was running real well. Can't think of his name not right now, Hardy but, or but uh, like that, yeah. I think that we're pretty solid at running back. But I'm not sure, Trey. What do you do if he does have a knee issue? Do you sit him this week or or what? Well, I think it depends on how serious the right. issue is. You know. Um, I obviously at this point I'm comfortable with Pollard. Yeah. I think with our empty personnel and the way our tight ends are playing, I think we could I mean, look. I want Zeke Elliott on the field. Absolutely. He gives yeah. us the best chance to win. Yeah. But do I feel like if we don't have him this week, it's just no. I mean, it shows how much the narrative has changed where <laughs> What, a few years ago when he was dealing with the suspension and then they were appealing it and then he can play. Okay, no, he can't play. Okay, now he's going to play. And then it was like we knew, okay, when we lost him for, was it like six games or something? Yeah, he got suspended. It was like cross your fingers. Oh, no. Whereas like now I'm going, man, the way Pollard's playing, the way Dak is playing, the weapons he has around him, how good our tight ends. I mean, we could get into some empty sets. We could run a lot of one back. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I just, I think I'm comfortable um, at least this week. Yeah, if it was gonna be the to the benefit of his long term health for the rest of the season, I think we'd be all right this week without him. Now, do I want that? No. Like if I I want Zeke on the field in the lineup as much as possible because he gives our team the best chance to win. I yeah, know that's I couldn't not have said like it better. A, I mean, and, and we're going to let you know why that is uh, shortly, but uh, okay. So, so that's what we have on some of the news and notes coming out of uh, uh, the Cowboys out of the star. Uh, okay. Let's just real quick. Let's talk this about week. this game, man. Yeah. I mean, what, what did you think about that game? I mean, listen, you and I thought this game was going to be a tough game, but we didn't really know what these Panthers were. We knew that they right. were undefeated. You know, they're, they're, the teams they beat, you know, there were some tight games. I mean, they beat the Saints. You know, obviously that was when the Saints had a bunch of players out for COVID. So we really didn't know what kind of team this was. Come to find out, this is a pretty solid team. They're well coached. I think they uh, they don't have um, enough players, but I thought they're well coached. But uh, tell me a little bit about what you thought about that, and we'll get into some pass fail. Well, I felt like watching the game 
I don't feel like I was ever like worried or nervous. I was at halftime. I, I'm just going to be straight with the Cowboy fans out there. At halftime, I looked at my son. I said, I don't like the way this thing is heading. I hope we make adjustments. See, here's what's crazy. And, and I guess maybe it's because I'm having to do these um, or not having to. I'm, I'm privileged to like yeah. great opportunity. But doing these recaps for recap videos for the Sports Illustrated team sites yeah. and the Cowboys being one of them, like – I, I, I wrote at halftime, yeah. the two teams traded scores early, but in the end, it was America's team who stood victorious, defeating the Panthers. And then I just had yeah. question marks for right. the scores. Like, I just had this feeling yeah. sure. that we were going to win that game. I also felt like we were going to run away with it and blow them out, which the way we came... We really, we really did, uh, not on the scoreboard, but I think. Well, but we came out know. the third quarter right. yeah, and we, we won the third quarter yeah, like 21 or 20 to zero. Hey, listen, I think it was a case of, you know, the Cowboys superior talent finally wore out the Panthers mm. and I, listen, we're going to talk about it in pass fail about that second half, but I thought the Cowboys did an amazing job adjusting. I thought the players, they never looked worried that Panther team hung in there. Listen, they're a scripted team. You know, first twenty-five plays, I think, but uh, and 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 Rule is a a darn good coach. Uh, but yeah, I, I was a bit concerned because I just felt like the Panthers were kind of ready. But my own prediction was was the Cowboys' talent was going to get on in the second half, and I should have you know, felt confident in that, but yeah, I was a bit worried, but, uh, so pass fail. Yeah. Let's go pass fail here. And I mean, listen guys, I, I, we got some passes. Okay. Not tons of fails, but, uh, who you got as your first pass, Trey, man, I got to go Trevon Diggs. Oh, God. I, mean, I mean, what can you say about this? Like, dude? I mean, he's, well, I can say that, Gosh, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter at it's Trey Smith. Basically my weekly tweet has become death taxes Travon Diggs interception yeah you're gonna get all three every (laughs) week man he's just played incredible I mean the guy is just here's the thing the second interception to me was his best interception of the year Mm. he went over a guy's shoulder Mm. was careful not to interfere with him strategically went over and grabbed the ball and Mm. his break on it was unreal well it just I can't help come back to in camp when he was asked you know no he what he was talking about he reviewed all the game film and saw that he got his hand on 14 like passes last year and then i think the the follow up question was yeah but how many of those were realistic could you realistically have intercepted and he goes 14 and so God, i love that i'm man. sitting here going man like he's he's now putting his actions where his mouth was by going pretty much if I mean because it's not like all these interceptions have just been gimmies like he's made some plays on the ball and made some tough catches to secure the interceptions and I just I mean this dude right here what is it five picks in four games yeah it's it's he's he's really um listen we all kind of predicted he was going to turn a corner this year but I don't think if we're being honest any of us thought it would be He's, this, turning, this he's turning into a shutdown corner. Like an elite. And at this yes. point, if you go at Diggs, you're taking a chance as an offense, okay? And I thought Brady, as masterful as he is, he didn't go at Diggs. Mm-mm. Brady is smart. 
Mm. He's just, and that's why he's the GOAT. He didn't take chances at Diggs when he could just beat up on Brown and some mm-hmm. of these other guys. Uh, but, yeah, I, that, that's a good one, man. I, I love Diggs. And you know what? He's making the defense very exciting to watch. And, yeah. and we're expecting something this week. Um, my first pass I got to give is Amari Cooper. And, okay. you know, his stat line wasn't huge from the game. But, you know, the guy didn't even start the game. He had hamstring issues. Yeah. He was struggling. You could see there was a problem with him yeah. early on. And he obviously was in a lot of discomfort. And I think the play he made in the second half was crucial to us winning the game. Well, yeah, because it followed up one of those digs interceptions. Yep, it did. And so that's, They had to get chancy because we, yes. we were getting quick scores on them. And again, I posted this on Twitter over the weekend. But in my opinion, Amari Cooper is the most underappreciated player on this roster and possibly the NFL. I agree. The guy does one thing every Uh, week is produces. Right. But it's almost like... Every week. Well, it's like we get... We we, so badly want C.D. Lamb to just... To be Amari Cooper. (laughs) Explode. But then Amari Cooper's the one that goes out and... Get you well, the NFL touchdown. fans are weird. We don't want the receiver that's always got to have the ball. You know, we're, we're, we get on that guy so bad yeah. because he's mouthy. He's mad on the sideline. Des Bryant got in all kinds of trouble. Terrell Owens, we go on and on. We got a guy that doesn't say a word on the sidelines, doesn't show any emotion, and no. goes out and just abuses D-backs, <laughs> catches touchdowns, and is always there to catch the pass. And he didn't get no love. None. So you almost have to be loud as a wide receiver in the NFL to get respect, admiration, and love. And that's the type of league that we have now. But I'm here to tell you, he he's top six, mm. top seven in the NFL to me right now. Um, who else you got on your pass? Let's see. Um, I've got a couple here. I know, I'm trying to decide which one. Do you care which one I take I here? Because I know we both There's plenty kinda, to talk we're, about. We're kind of working off. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I'd like to because the reason I boycotted the last two episodes of Hard Knocks was that they would not spotlight Randy Gregory. <laughs> so I want to shout <laughs> out. Boycott it. I want to shout out our defensive. I don't even want to just say defensive line. Our defensive yeah. pressure. Yeah. Because absolutely. Parsons had a sack. I mean, it's kind of like everybody gets a sack. Diggy Zua, five. I mean, just Golston. I mean, the the D line. Rookies. To me, I'm most excited this year about our young D line. Yeah, dude. I got to tell you, I, I mean, yeah, Diggs. I love Diggs. Love Dak. Love all these guys. But where I least expected the Cowboys to have success was mm. our defensive line, especially our defensive tackles. Well, we have five team sacks, two of them by Randy Gregory. And I, That's I mean, awesome. that, that wins you the game that wins you, the that game. gets the digs interceptions. He's got That's a right. second less to make his decision, throw the ball. It, he's thinking he yeah. in his, oh, yeah. you could tell that Darnold, once they were getting helmets on him, Darnold did not look like the same Which, player. Speaking of Sam Darnold, is he <laughs> leading the league in rushing touchdowns? It's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's expecting him to run. That's I mean, crazy. it's just, yeah, that's crazy. Well, yeah, our D line, Randy Gregory, uh, listen, he's a, he's a, True Blue Podcast favorite. He's one of our guys. Yes. We have endorsed this guy from Jump Street. We Hard love Knocks, him. you missed an incredible opportunity. That's and all by the I'm way, say. Jerry Jones says he's the highest IQ, smartest player that's ever been on the Cowboys. Says he has the highest SAT score of all time on the Cowboys. Really? I don't know what that means, but I thought that was pretty <laughs> interesting. Um, so, yeah, so... Sounds like Jerry's pumping sunshine. Yeah, that, Jerry's but, great at that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, another one of my passes... I mean, 
is going to be Dak. Oh yeah, has to. Uh, he, what an efficient game! Four you know, touchdowns. And and, and mm. you know some of the incompletions were not his fault, but I, he had a very amazing game in the management standpoint. Uh, he made the, the deep throw when he had to. He made the short throws, the intermediate throws, and he ran. Man, Dak used his legs as a weapon, and I know that's. But guys know that he can do that. But right. since the injury, teams are probably thinking he's not going to run. Well, guess what? Dak is back running, and teams got to account for that on third down. Yeah, and he was he was very calculated when he did it. Like yeah. it seemed like every time Loved he did it. it, it went for a good it was a chunk, chunk play. plays. Yes, but like he did it in a way where, I mean, he didn't take a hit. Nope, he didn't take not any contact. Hit. I mean, it was it was very smart. And and I don't know if you caught this, but. This was his third game this season where he threw for at least three touchdown passes. That's that's unreal. And what's crazy is the first game was really the only game where we couldn't get our running game going. Like, we've yeah. had our ground game oh, going. If we had our ground game going in week one, we win the game. Like, we've had our ground game going the last three weeks, and he's still putting up those kind of numbers. Like, yeah. I, I'm telling you, man. If you hadn't listened yet, go back and listen to our Dak in the Saddle yeah, episode. Absolutely. And we talked Dak about in the like he's living out right now yeah. through four weeks, really what we were yeah. predicting and projecting. Yeah. Um, and on I got to tell you, him and Kyler Murray right now are your two MVP candidates, in my opinion, right now. Yeah. I mean, there's maybe a couple others, but yeah, let's keep an eye on Dak. I think uh, Stafford's probably going to be yeah, in that Matt mix Stafford, too. But. Yeah, you got a good group this year. Um, All right. Uh, oh, is it me? Um,. I'll let you have I'll let you have him. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say our tight ends. Um, yeah, man, they were awesome. I, I feel like gosh, what do we have? Uh I think they both did they both score? Let me look. I'm pretty sure they both caught touchdowns. Um Schultz, yep, yep. Yeah, I guess Jarwin only had one catch, but it was for a touchdown. That's a big catch, man. <laughs> but Schultz, I mean, had a team leading six receptions, uh, almost 10 yards a catch, and uh, caught that touchdown. Like, Schultz has really been coming through just this year in general, but... Oh, I, I love our tight ends, dude. Uh, yeah. I, I got to tell you right now, Schultz is a free agent. Uh, this year, we got to have to make some decisions, but his play has been yes. off the charts this year. It was a weird game for him because... You know, there's a couple of those catches, the fumble, the you know, there it was it was very weird, but at the same time, he 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 was dominant. Yeah. And so, I mean, our tight ends are a weapon right now. Teams have to account for either player and certainly both when they're in the game. And I think that's just an extra element that you you have to to what mm-hmm. teams have to they got to spend they can't spend all the time on Dak or the run game because you got to talk about the tight ends. They're I mean, going to hurt you. They've established themselves as just another true weapon in the arsenal. Where it's like, okay, we're going to exhaust all of our resources on defense to taking away all this firepower, and then all of a sudden you got Dalton Schultz wide open Streaking at the first down, down the sticks. Middle. I mean, it's just. You so, can't cover everybody, guys. Don't even try. So, uh, who's your next pass? I mean, you I guess- know, I, I got to tell you, man, um, this is not necessarily uh, one specific person, but I think we could talk about uh, Kellen Moore. But I thought, you know, the Cowboys have been a team that have really struggled with adjustments, in-game adjustments, halftime adjustments, adjustments during, you know, any specific quarter. But I thought our halftime adjustments, our coaching deserves a huge pass. 
I think they did an incredible job in a tight game. You're talking about coordinators. Coordinators, okay. yes, yes. I'm talking about our coordinators. Clarify They're, that because yes. we're about to get to right. the next part. Uh, yeah, of this I'm talking thing. about our coordinators, guys. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> but I, I, you know, we got some young, great, brilliant minds on, on this coaching staff right now, and I and I got to tell you, I'm excited when. Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott can get together at halftime mm-hmm. and see where there's a couple of plays they think they can burn the Panthers on. If they change the play out of the same set, they did it two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Well, that excites me. I guess my last uh, – I guess my last pass – I'm going to go Zeke. You, you got to. That, he, that's the last pass yeah. of the day. I he mean, eclipsed wow. the 100-yard rushing mark for the first time this season, almost went for a buck 50, um, got us off to the right start. Um, on the number one ranked run defense yeah. in the NFL at that Set time. Set the tone for the game. <laughs> um, so, Zeke, hey, if you're out there, if you're listening, Zeke, keep it up, man. Keep it going. All right, man. You know what time it is. We we try to keep this list smaller on weeks like this where we win. Yeah, I mean, listen, if we dominate, if we win, it's it's going to be a small but list. But we got to talk about some fails. Yeah, yeah, we got some fails. And, and here on the True Blue Podcast, uh, we we bleed blue blood. But we're going we're gonna to yes. call it what it is. And we have a fail. And I yep. think, once again, for the, I guess, fourth straight week, one of our fails is going to be on Mike McCarthy's shoulders. And there's a couple things uh, today, something I want to talk about, the whole two-point thing. And and Trey and I was talking about this. And, okay, do we want our coaches to be metric coaches, to go by a chart when if it's this, uh, the numbers say you do that. And that was a case that we had on the two-point conversion. They say if you're a foot away, if you're a yard away, you, on the two-point, on the, on the extra point, you go for two. Uh, he went forward. It didn't work out, and it really come to hurt us so, uh, at the first half. What's your thought you, on that? Here's my thought: like, can we not just have a balance? Like, right. why in the NFL right now does it have to be one way or the other? Like, right, why does sure. it have to be either I'm an analytics guy or I'm a feel instinctive guy? Like, why can't we just like use some common sense, some game situational awareness? And then if the analytics seem to fit, I just feel like, man, it takes me back to the first episode of Hard Knocks. What was it that he kept saying about like 50 RPM when he was talking about oh, yeah, uh, Dak? Whole, yeah. He's like, we, you know, 50. Yeah, <laughs> Do you remember was, what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's driving me crazy. And it was just like, it's like he couldn't wait to say Tall, like, say that word. Yeah, yeah, 50 RPM. We got, yeah, uh, we we got, got their get, Google. We their, get, uh, <laughs> what do they have? Their Google, uh, what is it? Their tracker on yeah, or something? I mean, they're so, putting trackers on players so now. I'm just going like, yeah. All right, man. It's now, was that we went up? correct like we had the lead when he went for that too is yeah that, yeah is we that... had the lead but you know it did come to hurt us because the panthers were able to get a couple touchdowns yeah. we end the half at 14 13 and just... that's not good i mean we dominated the first oh well we won the first half but the scoreboard didn't say it and those are the type of games that make you scratch your head and it could have come back to really hurt us yeah because we... just think if we had that extra point even at the end if they score that next touchdown it's really a three-point game, I think, or a three. Well, no, game. if they score that, like it's a two-possession game, right? If we just kick the extra point right. at the end of the game. Now, yeah. now here's my true thought. Your true blue thought. My true, I truly, bluely, bluely believe right. that Mike McCarthy 
is not at his core an analytics guy. Right. And he's trying to be and it's it's and I think he's it's messing him up. I a think little bit. he's trying to be that and it's messing him up. And I think there's times where you know, Mike McCarthy's a football guy. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's straight out I of I want him to Pittsburgh. be that too. He's a football guy. Blue collar. Love him or hate him. Agree with him, disagree with him. Like that's who he is. In my opinion, he's not an analytics guy. So, 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 what would you do in this case? Would you want him to just go back to being the field guy? Yes. Okay. I kind of agree with you on that. And I, the reason I, I why the reason why is because I feel like what you just said. Actually, I agree with what you just said about our two coordinators. I think are geniuses. I do too, man. And to me. We don't need another genius as the head coach. Right. Right. We don't need another analytical guru as a head coach. Right. No, what we need is someone who's got a little emotional fire behind them that in the heat of a game can can have the feel of what's happening yeah. and then be able to go make a decision. He's got his two very intellectual coordinators right. who are going to be doing all the analytical stuff, but we need a guy at the head spot going, okay. This is this, this is, is what we're it, doing right now. This is what we're doing. It's fourth yeah. and one, right? You we're don't going. get you don't get this first down. You don't deserve to win the yeah. game. Like that's what we need out of our head coach right now. Not someone that's like, hey, tell me, uh, tell me what what, what, are, the what, are, what say the analytics now? say now. Yeah. Because that's not who he is. Like he's a football guy, yeah. and I think that when you're so consumed with the analytics, it takes you out of the feel of the game. Absolutely. It gives you, you, you're coaching the game from a different perspective. Anyways. Well, hey, listen, I, I agree with you on that, Trey. I think Mike McCarthy needs to get back. He, listen, he's been very successful as a football guy. Mm -hmm. Say what you want about Aaron Rodgers. How many teams have a quarterback of that caliber that's never won a thing? You could talk about Matt. There's a lot of guys that, that are great quarterbacks that have never won anything. You need a guy that can coordinate a team and be able to lead a team into tough victories and through a playoff run. And that's the thing to me, what's the knock on McCarthy been his whole career as a head coach? Well, he, he, he game makes, just, he just makes dumb game yeah. management yeah. decisions. Okay. So just own that. Yeah. Like if that's who you are, yeah. just own Get it. Better at it. Don't, don't say like, well, now I'm an analytics guy, so right. it's going to solve these problems. Right. No. Yeah, like, it's not. Hey, by the way, you just mentioned something. I mean, our second fail that has to do with McCartney is the whole decline, McCarthy, uh, McCarthy uh, the whole decline of personal foul. Yeah, I mean, dude, uh, like, what a terrible, what a, just a terrible uh, decision to make that, that cost us. And that to me, that's us. someone trying to make an analytical decision instead of just making the right football call. Yeah, dude, these guys are getting third and 12. Don't put them in third and 12. They made every single one. I mean, why not back them up, make it second and 25. Maybe we get a sack. We're down there at the goal line. They're punting from the, the six-yard line. I mean, mm -hmm. but no, you, you go ahead and decline the penalty and you make it a very manageable third down. They get it. I know. They get the third down. So All we've right. got the McCarthy two-point, which, look, some people will agree with that, right? So right. we're not, we're not, we're, yeah, we're kind right. of putting that it's, up for debate. debate. Yeah. You decide. Tell us what you think. For us, it was just more of a, what do we want? Do we want is yeah. McCarthy need to be an a, a analytical guy or just be who he is? And, and we then, decided here, we want a football guy. And then the next fail, that's correct. And then the next fail, that the first, I guess, real fail was declining that yeah, personal right. foul penalty. And then I'm going to go with another fail and we yeah. can probably move on to the Giants after yeah, this. But absolutely. just the fact 
My, my second fail of this game was the fact that we left the door open. We yeah. came out and won the third quarter 20 yeah. to zero. Yeah. 20 to zero. There's no reason that game should have been one possession. Now, it's the NFL. A win is a win. You're never out of it. You're yeah. never out of it. However, it did seem like we let off the gas a little bit in the fourth it's quarter. Clear we did. And yeah. I just think that, you know, that's something that could come back to haunt us yeah. against a better. And, and, and you know, to be fair, uh, they picked up some third and longs on that on those touchdown drives they had. Right. But in the NFL, you do not let off the gas ever. These are professional players. These are players that never give up. This is the NFL, and and it, I think we learned a valuable lesson. And I got to be honest with you that it must not have been missed on the team because Zeke came out uh, after the game and just one of the things they asked him, do you want to, what do you want to see the Cowboys do? And he said, I want to see the Cowboys choke people out. Mm. And I, so that to me said, Hey, we didn't We're finish not the satisfied way. With We're how not we satisfied with how we finished. He said, yeah. I want us to put the, the foot on the throat. I want us to choke people out his exact words. And I loved hearing that because to me that says that the team knows that, that could have gone very, very wrong, and we would be in here having a far different podcast had that Panther team had a little bit more time, and, and we were not able to get uh, you know some interceptions and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, so it's a light uh, light week on the fails, which is what we want here on the True Blue Podcast every week, hopefully. Uh, but let's get in, okay? So we got a foe coming into town, a team that you know you and I can't stand, frankly, mm-hmm. um, and and a team that uh, to be honest with you is pretty good on the road. Uh, they play way different on the road than they do at home. Uh, I think they've covered every road game so far, if I read that right. Uh, but what do you see uh, coming in here? I feel like this is a trap game. You know, I mean, we're getting our praises sung. I, I, I'm just hoping we're not listening. This team feels like it's more dialed in, so I'm I'm, I'm going to defer to you on what's going to happen this week. But uh, give me a little preview of this Giants game. Cowboys 31-10. Wow, you just went. You didn't even need to talk about. It. I love it. I love it. See, I, that's why. That's why I love Trey. I, uh, True blue all the way. I domination. Mean, Cowboys thirty-one ten because 31-10. we're gonna put Diggs on Galladay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Sterling Shepard's out. He's out. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones is their leading rusher. That's sad. I mean, now granted, Saquon. Has, he has, he, week, he's been a little bit of a cowboy. I'm not yeah. going to say cowboy killer because it's not yeah, like they he, beat us, but he's he played us well. He plays against us well. Yeah. But I I think that we're going to get after Daniel Jones. I think he's someone that when you get after him, he can get rattled. Right. I think that that offense is not the most creative. It's now here's what I will say. <laughs> yeah. As creative as that offense can get. We're gonna see it this week. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. uh, but but we know we saw it for a decade. Like, it's not the most creative we know what offense. They're gonna do. And I just I think we're gonna pin our ears back. We're gonna go after them. I think offensively, defensively for the Giants, they can't stop us. No. And and we've been good at home this year, which is odd for the Cowboys. Uh, and you know, listen, the Giants have not seen a Cowboys team have up the middle pressure, defensive tackle pressure, and. When Daniel Jones, when you rush him up the middle, he's really affected, really affected throwing the ball. And and it mm. takes away his vision, his line of sight on throws, on timing throws. And I think he's going to face a different Cowboys offense or defensive line than he's seen in, in the past couple of years. 
I have to say I agree. I'm saying uh, I'm not. I'm gonna think about the prediction. I'm I'm thinking. I think the Cowboys score 30 points for sure. I think you're right on that. I say 31, 14. You know they score a late touch. Okay. So I'm 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 I think I'm gonna go with you on domination. I mean, yeah, because I'm just looking. I mean, is Saquon? He's been. He's been banged up this year yeah, already. He has. Like I, I tough life as a running back in the NFL. It for sure. is, and I I just I think that they're gonna come unraveled. I think that this is probably a special game for Dak. Absolutely. It's I was week five. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, week five. Because you're actually I mean, the one that brought this to my attention. Yeah, this is uh this is the exact game in week five of uh, last year uh, in the same building against the same team that uh, Dak had that terrible um, injury uh, that uh, that took mm-hmm. him out for the season last year. So I, I can't help. I mean, Dak is a human being like we all are, and I, it's got to be on his mind. Has but, to be. But knowing Dak – it's adding more fuel to his fire to face this game, dominate it, and put it in his rearview mirror. That's the Dak that we know, man. And I got to tell you something, man. The guy's character, the guy's drive, who he is as a person, he's all the things that you wish you were mm. as a man. And mm. and Dak brings it every week. And I think he's going to attack this fear. He seems to attack all his fears head on. And I love that about him. And, and you know, we're hoping that all the players on the field stay safe. But, uh, yeah, this is a big game because this is the exact game against the exact team. And it's going to bring back some bad memories. But I think this is where he can exercise any demons he may still have remaining by – Yeah. Absolutely. And totally dominating yes, the Giants. That's right. And we hope to come back next week. Uh, I guess that's a wrap on us this week. You got anything else, Trey? Yeah, else I just want to just remind everybody, come follow us on all social media outlets at True Blue Pod. Um, we've also got our college uh podcast goings called blue bloods college game time by the way that pot that that thing that y'all do is amazing i love it the insight brandon i mean that dude is yeah b holmes we're all yeah, it, it, it is a true blue pod out, production yep. tbp um we're just i mean we we talked to you about it a couple months ago like we're just kind of trying to build something different something new something fun uh a sports podcasting entity really is what yeah. we're we're working the true blue podcast will always be here we'll always bring you that cowboy therapy you want and need right now the blue bloods it's, it's getting some steam though it's getting yeah. some cool attention whether it be with sports illustrated whether it be some of the videos we just had our first guest on uh we dropped as a midweek uh episode uh, earlier this week with uh former rice defensive back malcolm hill Funny, in that episode, Tracy, he actually talked about playing against Johnny Manziel. Yes. And uh, there was an interaction those two had that I got a flag that. on Manziel. But then also uh, he played against Dak Prescott. Yeah. So uh, they played against him in a bowl game. So he had some pretty cool insight on what that was like and uh, even just some interactions during some of the bowl festivities and all that. So uh, go check all that out. We're building. We're growing. As Tracy would refer to us uh, early on in this thing, we were the little podcast that could. Yeah, and we're, and um, we're, and we're coming and we're we're chugging chugging and uh, we appreciate all the support we've got all the love all the positivity you guys seem to like what we're doing uh, and we're going to bring you more of it because sports is what we love we love the Cowboys we love sports this is what we love we're local guys you know we can give it to you straight but at the same time you know we're all about our teams so we thank you for continuing to listen and uh, let's go get them this week have a great week with the top left